0: Right, Go ahead and uh, we're going to talk about some stuff and things. So pull out your Bibles and uh, pull out your notes this morning. Emily, great job this morning. Our worship team is incredible. They pretty much all serve like every week and I really appreciate that. I don't know about you guys. Um, not only do they serve, but they're like really good. <laughs> it sounds Amazing. <laughs> So fun, so fun. We love you guys. Awesome. Okay. Uh, oh, I got to get my notes out. So get your notes out too. Perfect. We're um, really excited about this morning. Um, just, you know, don't really have much of a sermon to preach, but I really am excited about this morning because uh, as, as I was getting ready for this week, and, and I'll tell you more about it, um, I actually don't even have a sermon title this morning. Can you believe that? So I, but I still want you to get notes out. So get your notes out, phone, or something like that, and there's still a title for this morning. We don't have a slide, but it's still officially the title for this morning. First thing you need to write is your name at the top. So if it was me, I would say Andrew. Put that right at the top. So you're gonna put your name, and then you're gonna put is awesome, exclamation point. No, no, your name, not mine. (laughs) So Crystal, for you, you would put Crystal is awesome. And there has to be an exclamation point on the end. And then there's the second part. You got to write, Jesus loves me. So Crystal's awesome and Jesus loves her, right? That's the, that's the whole point of this morning. <laughs> it's like, I thought this was church. We're supposed to do something serious. Nope, it's not gonna be serious really, but we're gonna have a great time. And I, my one goal for this morning is to celebrate God and just like encourage you and make you feel like you're doing a great job because you are. And uh, if we were going to have a title for this, uh, it would probably be like Lunch with the Zanakos, I think is what we'd call it. Because Heather and I have been talking a lot this week about what we wanted to share at church this morning. And I'm going to, you know, I'll tell you why. And you know, we, we got to do a few things this week and, and God was just doing a lot in us and showing us a lot of things. And I was going to preach some message about some stuff and I was like, man, there's just, I, I just want to like share and encourage people about how good God is and how great. You guys all are, and so the tone of this morning is kind of like if we were all sitting down at Mediterranean, which we're going to do after this, Uh, but like if we were just getting lunch, me, Heather, and you guys just getting lunch talking about what's God doing. Does that sound good? Cool. So I still think there's probably going to be something worth writing down, which you probably have your notes on. We may or may not open something in the Bible, but I think we can still call it church. Amen? Awesome. So let's get lunch. So I'm uh, just going to share a little bit about what's going on in our lives, some things we're learning about uh, God and, and this church in particular, and just some fun stuff that God's stirring in us. So this last week on uh, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, Heather and I went down to College Station, Texas, and then Waco, Texas. And if you guys have been around, you know that those are significant places for our family and also for our church. So, our church is a part of a network of churches that started in Waco, Texas in 1999. So, uh, Antioch in Waco is kind of like the mothership of all of those. And so, we have been sent out, um, out of there. And uh, there's another Antioch in College Station, Texas, where after being in Waco at Baylor University, sick and Bears, Simon Frazee had a Baylor hat on this morning. So, I'm excited about that. After being at Baylor, we moved to College Station, Texas, and we went on staff at the Antioch Church there, or I was on staff there for like two and a half years or something like that. Uh, it It was exactly two and a half years, I think. So, and we got to do a whole bunch of stuff. So all that to say, really significant places for us, and we have friends that are still at those churches doing all kinds of different things, and one of our friends is leading the discipleship school, the Antioch Discipleship School, at the College Station Church, and they had called us and said, hey, we want to fly you guys down and have you teach one of the nights in the school. So we were really excited to see some friends and be a part of what God was doing. I haven't been back to College Station since we moved. uh, So we were just really, really excited, excited to be there. So we had an amazing trip. And as we were making our way back home from our time in College Station, our time in Waco, we were just talking a lot because we didn't have kids with us. So... That was awesome. <laughs> so we had really productive conversation together, which was exciting. And we were talking, you know, the trip was like 48 hours or so long. Not real long, but it just felt still so significant for us. And we were talking about, you know, what, what are some of the testimonies of what God did in these last couple of days? But also more than that, even like what are our takeaways? Because we didn't just see God do something. We saw God do something. and We want to respond and say, like, internalize it and not have it be a story one time. You know what I'm saying? So how do we respond to this? So we were so encouraged by being with friends that we went to college with and started following God with and kind of this crew of people. and we were in Waco, we got this table back together or all these people that it was like, wow, we have known each other for like almost 10 years now, which is most of how most of how long we've all been following God. And it's like, we were—we learned to pray together. We learned how to read the Bible together. Like none of us really knew what we were doing until then. So it was just a really cool experience. But we're coming away from that and just saying, I think this matters for us going forward too. And not just us, but for our church. And so this morning, I just want to encourage you about whole lots of things. And the first thing I want to share is just some testimonies, some fun stories about what God did uh, that we just got to see this last week. So this is just like, you're allowed to just receive this as that. Oh, that's great doesn't have to be like some crazy thing. You know what I'm saying? So just some testimonies of what God's doing because we're here in our city living our lives, loving Jesus, part of this church together, but we're also part of something so much bigger. And it's just fun to hear stories of like, oh man, it's kind of like our cousins are over there in College Station and they're they're seeking Jesus just like we are. And they're seeing God do stuff just like we are, things that we want to see or all of that sort of thing. So just some family testimonies. So like I said, our first stop was in College Station to share at the one night at the Antioch Discipleship School. Like I said, we're part of a network of churches, and most of our churches that are here in the United States have what's called an Antioch Discipleship School. Depending on the location, depending on which church you're at, it kind of, the format can look a little bit different, but usually it's like a four, somewhere between four and nine month program. Sometimes it's a couple days a week. Sometimes it's only one night a week or something like that. But the idea is getting a smaller group together in the church to say, who wants to kind of sign up for this discipleship school, this program to do together for this duration of time and just set aside time. It's like, it's not a sustainable pace of life. You know, like we can't do this forever, but for a season, let's just dive deep. What does it look like to be a disciple of Jesus? And how do we do that in kind of a smaller group and build relationship as we're trying to figure that out? So both Heather and I did the Antioch Discipleship School when we were in Waco. And then when we were in College Station, we ended up leading the discipleship school there for two years. So it has a special place in our heart is what I'm trying to say. Context slash it has a special place in our heart. And so we got invited to go down there. It was really, really exciting to be there with them. So The, what am I trying to say? Oh, they invited us to, what they invited us to talk about, they usually give you kind of a topic that they want you to talk about. So they called us and said, hey, we want to have you guys down and we want you to talk about making others great and humility. Like, oh, okay, making others great, that makes sense. You know, those of you who have been around our church for any length of time, Our whole mission statement is preach the gospel of the kingdom and make others great. That's all we want to do with our whole lives is proclaim Jesus and help people be everything that God's called them to be. So they said, great, come down and talk about making others great. And we're like, that that sounds good. We can do that. So Heather shared about that for about 30 minutes with them and did an awesome job. Because if you've been, if you're here in December, you know she can preach. So she was. She did awesome. And then uh, they asked me to share about humility. I was like, "That's a new one. <laughs> don't don't really have one of those like a, a message for that in my back pocket." But we'll we'll see what happens. So it was really fun to go down there. They have about 45 students in their discipleship school, which is fun because like. That's like half of our church, you know, it's so cool. So uh, they've got about 45 students, different ages, some families, some single people just out of college, various ages that have said that we wanna be part of this discipleship school. And then that night was the annual open house. So once a year, they say, okay, we're gonna do one night where it's open to anybody and everybody Bring all your friends, anybody who might be interested in doing the school sometime, you know, an open house, kind of makes sense. So we got to come down and do that. So there's probably like 100, 120 people there uh, just excited about God on a Monday night, which that in itself is really encouraging, right? It's like not normal. So that was really cool to step into that room and, and be a part of that. And we just, we just had a blast with them. And uh, Antioch in College Station is just doing great. That's fun. That's really fun. Uh, so, so that that was really exciting. Something God told us when we moved to College Station, a word that God gave us was that when whenever we left, we didn't know when we were going to leave or how long we'd be there. But we felt like God promised us that whenever we left College Station, the church would experience explosive growth. We're like, okay, great. And so our first time back, you know, our first time back in two years, just walking around and being like, wow, it's happening. God's so faithful. And not just on like the numbers side, though there is that happening, but Just like health and maturity and hunger and making disciples, everything. It's just like 10x better than it was two years ago. So exciting to see God be faithful to that. So we got to step into that. That was fun. And the other thing is about College Station is that it's the home of Texas A&M University, which you've probably never even heard of College Station. I had never heard of it before I went down to Baylor. But it is a passionate college and town, like, (laughs) but I don't mean it like, like in a super weird way. Like Texas A&M, they're called Aggies, like they're crazy people. They have all these chants they do and sounds and when they don't like something, the whole room goes Sss". And we all thought it was just a hiss. We found out it's actually a horse laugh. Weird, so weird. So yeah, it's a crazy place. But, so they're passionate and they're really passionate about college football. I mean, whoa, crazy town. You got like a 110,000 seat stadium or something like that. It's crazy. But when they get focused on Jesus, they're wild people. So it's really cool. And it's just like you step in and they're just all hyped about life and passionate. And they're all like strong personalities. It's just kind of the people that that, that school draws. So it's kind of a charged environment. It was really fun to be there. And so worship was crazy and everybody's jumping up and down. and loving Jesus and being wild and all that kind of fun stuff. So it's just really fun to be there. And they're just some of the best people in a small town, Texas, like, oh, College Station. We love those folks. So Heather got up. She shared about uh, making others great. Now, that's a huge part of who we are as a church. And then I got to give a message that God gave me on a plane on the plane that morning. I was like, I hope this works. We'll see. Uh, and uh, it, it worked-ish, I guess. I don't know. But the cool part was after we got done talking, God really started to get going. It was exciting. And um, this is the really big testimony part, I guess. So the night was supposed to end at 10. The class, the open house was supposed to go 6 to 10. So there's like games and all kinds of stuff and then teaching and some worship. So it's supposed to end at 10. So I was the second one uh, to talk out of the two of us. So I ended at 9.30 and I was like, we're gonna leave about 30 minutes for like worship and ministry time at the end. So, you know, kind of like what we do after services, we worship a little bit, pray, that kind of thing. We, we wanna be a people who respond to stuff, right? We don't just want to do church, so we want to respond, so it was, the goal was let's leave thirty minutes. that is not short, right I mean that's like I don't know it's kind of like if this goes great, like thirty minutes, that's a long time of just more worship and prayer after the messages and everything like that so um because I hadn't really been able to prepare a message at all, really, I got to the end and didn't have like a much of instruction for, like, how to respond, you know? So if you've been here on Sunday, it's kind of like usually we'll say, hey, if you want to respond to, you know, something along the lines of the message that was preached, right? Like, maybe you need to give your life to Jesus or you need to respond in this sort of way. I didn't have anything helpful like that. (laughs) So I was like, well, Lord, let's see what happens. So I got done. I was like, okay, everybody stand up. And all I said was, if you need to respond to something God's doing in you right now, come to the front. And out of 120 people, probably 80 of them just... Like, run to the front. I was like, oh. <laughs> and you just, all of a sudden, you, you can just sense the hunger. You can sense the presence of God. Like, because that's what God does. He says when you're hungry, you're going to get filled. And all of a sudden, all these hungry people show up, and you're like, Jesus is about to feed some people. I don't know what they need or what it all is, but it doesn't matter because he does. I don't know what's about to go down, but this is going to be fun. Yeah. So all these people come running up to the front. It's like, wow. I'm like, okay, Lord, I don't know what to pray, because I don't know what they all need, and I didn't say, like, if you want X, come to the front. It was just, if you need something, come up here. So the, we, the band kind of just come up to start playing a little bit, and, and I just prayed. I said, Jesus, will you just come in this room right now and start doing things? That's all I prayed, <laughs> <laughs> and I just was quiet for a second. Nothing's happened. Nobody's singing a song, and all of a sudden, God started to move, and it was fun, and some of what I'm about to say, some of you are going to be like, I've never heard of that. That's weird or whatever. But it's like, we're just sitting there quietly, and all of a sudden, there's this like pocket of people over here, and they all just start like weeping. Nobody's touching them. Nobody's talking to them. It's just the, God's touching them, I guess. I don't know. Over here, some people start laughing just because whatever God's doing. And then there was even this one girl who was standing right in front of the stage. She was just standing there, you know, like a normal person. And we're all being quiet, and all of a sudden, her hands just fly up in the air, and she just like starts shaking. And it was like, whoa, that's crazy, but well, so we start worshiping, and praying for people, and we kind of move on from there, and you can just sense the presence of God in the room, and people start praying for each other, and it led into this amazing time of like deep worship, like not just singing songs, but it was like just the, I don't know how to say it, other than if you've experienced it before, you know what I mean, just deep worship, just like loving Jesus. That was it. People just loving Jesus and God giving people prophetic words for people and calling people out. It was just amazing, amazing time. So it was supposed to end at 10. We didn't end till like 1045. Nobody left. It was awesome. People were so hungry, so encountering God. They said, I'm just going to stick around. This is amazing. And so we got to see God do some really, really amazing things. So all of that's happening, and afterwards, everyone's kind of like, "Wow, that was crazy. You can't you can't make that stuff up." You know, like if you tell everybody we're gonna go forty five minutes long, nobody's staying, right? <laughs> so, so it was just God. It was just the presence of God, and people were so excited, so encouraged, and we got to hear some testimonies of what God was doing. The girl who had been standing there and all of a sudden just started shaking. Like that was at like whatever nine thirty five or something. She didn't stop till like ten forty five, which is kind of intense. <laughs> You're kind of like, wow, okay. And that's like not super normal or, you know, it's a little bit uncomfortable or whatever. I didn't know what God was doing. I just believed he was doing something. And she came up to us afterwards and she kind of had this like happy daze on her face. <laughs> it was like, hi, what's your name? You know? And she was just like, wow. Like, yeah, I guess, you know, <laughs> I don't know. And we were like, what, like what was going on? <laughs> what happened? You know? And she's, she was like, I don't really know. But I've just been thinking a lot recently and realizing a lot that I have a really hard time, like, accepting that God loves me. And all I know is that whole time, God was touching my life, and he loves me. I was like, girl, you shake and quake all you want. I don't care what it looks like, what it sounds like. That's the Lord. That's amazing. Nobody prayed. It was just God. God found this girl in College Station, Texas and said, tonight, I need, to, I need, to, I need you to know. Wow. So cool. Got to be a part of that. And then uh, when, Heather was, when Heather was sharing, sometimes, especially when we go to environments like that, when we start, it's kind of fun to go into the room and just say, okay, God, is there anybody that you're highlighting that you want to really encourage? And uh, so she had done that. And there was this girl kind of sitting towards the back. And so when Heather started sharing, she uh, just called the girl out. She's like, hey, what's your name? Uh, Sanyelle, right? Sanyelle? Anyways." Shaniel, this girl in the back, she's sitting there, and so Heather, uh, I don't even, I think you just encouraged her that she was great, and awesome, and stuff, it was like nothing super, like, when you were nine, boom, you know, (laughs) all this stuff, she was just like, hey, you know, I don't know your name, but I just, I just feel like God wants you to know that, like, he sees you, and he loves you, be encouraged, you know, okay, thumbs up. And you could tell it really meant a lot to her. And that was really awesome. And and then later when when I started to get up to preach and, and share, like I, I wasn't going to call anybody out. And I had just got going. The girl was still sitting in the back, but now she had two friends around her. And I don't know how else to explain it other than like it was like there was no spotlights in there, but it was like a spotlight was on these three girls. It was like almost distracting. Just I, I don't know how to say it. And it was like God's on these girls I don't know, like, even what that means, but it was, it wasn't, it was, like, distracting. Like, I couldn't keep my thought process straight, so I was, like, okay, hey, time out, everybody. (laughs) Hey, girls, you know, (laughs) it was, like, I don't know what's going on, but God's on you, and, like, I didn't have some great thing to say, you know, it was just, like, whatever, like, be encouraged. I don't even know if you're, like, I don't know if you're feeling, I don't know what this means to you, but God is just on you guys, and as soon as we started talking, like, all three of them just kind of start crying a little bit, and you're, like, okay, it's, Nice. You know, it's usually a good sign, I guess. I don't know. It's like, okay, I guess God knew you needed that in your heart. And I was going to like keep going and kind of get back into the message, but just had this thing in my gut that was like there's more that God wants to do for them, but I had no idea what. So I was just was kind of standing there. It was like, you know, borderline awkward, but whatever. <laughs> I was just like, I don't know. God wants to do something. God loves you guys so much. So I just said Why don't y'all stand up? And I was going to pray for him. So nothing crazy. Why don't you guys stand up? Let's pray for you guys. And it was like, as soon as it said stand up, they all start like weeping. One girl, she stood up and fell over. Then falls over like in the chairs crying. And we're like, whoa, okay. Like, Am I sorry for that? I don't know. (laughs) Is this good? And so just kind of, I was like, I don't even know what to pray. And so we just went all out on it. And it was like, clearly God wants these girls to know that he thinks they're amazing. So I was like, okay. Everybody stand up, get around them, lay hands on them and start praying. So like a hundred and whatever other people get around these girls and they're all praying for them. Just like, God, whatever you've called them to do it, let them know that you see them, that they're amazing. You know, just cheering them on. You know what I'm saying? And wow, they got wrecked. (laughs) They just couldn't handle it. And it, but in all the best ways, they weren't crying because they were embarrassed. You know, it was like, God was God was breaking through, using just something so natural of just people in a room to communicate something from heaven that they needed to know. So that was really cool. We ended up being able to talk to a couple of them afterwards, and the directors of the discipleship school, they told us, they're like, hey, you know, we didn't know any of this, but they're like, one of those girls was actually a student in the school, and all year, they end in May, so there's not a whole lot left. They're like, all year, she's just kind of felt like she needs to stay a little bit disconnected because... She just, like, doesn't think that God sees her, really, that she really matters much. And we were like, well, <laughs> that explains that. <laughs> Can't really think that anymore. That's amazing. And then one of the other girls walked up to us, and she was like, I've just kind of, she's kind of in a weird life stage right now, like, not in college, trying to find a job, Twenty, like, just kind of in a weird life stage. And she's like, all week, I've just been wondering, like, God, why am I even here? What's the point of all this stuff? And she's like, it's the weirdest thing. This morning, somebody sent me a, texted me a video of their little girl just talking about me out of the blue and was like, hey, she like, we love you and you're cool. And then a little bit after that, another guy in the church randomly texted her and was like, hey, like kind of a father in the church texted her and was like, hey, hey, Chanel, I just feel like God wants you to know that like, he really loves you today. And then that night that happened. (laughs) She's like, I don't know why I'm here still, but, like, God loves me a lot, you know? It's just like, yes, so cool, so cool. not that amazing? God's just awesome. So we got to be a part of some of that fun stuff. So uh, that was Monday night, just really cool seeing God do cool stuff. So that's testimony number one. Is that encouraging, anybody? Awesome. Is this fun? Okay, cool. Um, oh, man. So our next step was Waco. And we were, uh, we're just, I was just going to share for like five minutes on the front end of like a young adult service that they were having. One of my best friends in the world is the young adult pastor there. He's like, hey, come on in and just like you're in town. So tell people about what's going on in Indy because people know that this, this church exists, but they don't know anything that's happening here. So it's like, hey, just come tell us about what God's doing. Um, but the thing is, like he and I are really good friends. So he knows that like I'm not going to be the guy that just comes up and is like, yeah, you know, things are great. And God's good. Amen. I was like, dude, I don't know what to share. Like, our church is amazing, but like, I don't know like the one testimony to share. I'm just gonna talk about Jesus. Like, our word for the year is Jesus people. So, if I share anything, I'm probably just gonna talk about Jesus. He's like, yeah, I figured you would. So, <laughs> I was like, cool. So, um, he was like, just don't take too long. And I was like, okay, I won't take too long. So he calls me up and he's like, you know, introduces me, and that was that was great, whatever. And and he gives him like, and then he went and he sat down, and I was like, Luke, you're gonna sit down like, actually said it, (laughs) because I was like, are you telling me to have some fun, or what are we doing here? Because I was like, dude, last night was crazy. Jesus is amazing. That's all people need. I'm just more convinced than ever, you know, and so, and then all of a sudden, the band came up, and they kind of were going to play worship, too, and I was like, oh, gosh, this is going to be fun. And so the other thing was the room, they've done a bunch of renovations and stuff and construction in Antioch Waco since we've been gone five years ago or whatever. So the room that we were in was a room like, you know, probably I guess about this size, but it was the back, it's the back half of the old like auditorium where they used to have church every Sunday. And that's significant because in that room, I've had many of my most life-changing encounters with God. Like, I could go point you to the spot on the carpet in 2008 where God met me and changed my life forever. You know, like, that was the room. I'm in mean, back in the room, you know? I'm like, man, forget, like, trying to be like, yeah, we're doing great. Church is awesome. Like, let's we need Jesus, man. You know, <laughs> like, you don't need me. Like, we need Jesus. So I just started sharing my testimony for, like, five minutes. And it was like, as soon as, as, soon as I started talking about how good Jesus is, you could just feel him come in the room. And all of a sudden, it was just like this electricity, and it was like, oh man, is last night about to happen? Like, what are we about to do right now? This is awesome. And so we just started sharing, and it was like, man, everybody's getting encouraged about Jesus. This isn't like five minutes. And then Luke was like, bro, just pray, you know, just take into worship. It was like, forget the schedule, let's do this. And it turned into this like 30 minute dance party, everybody going crazy celebrating Jesus. That was awesome because he's good, he's so good. It was amazing. They had this crowd of all kinds of different types of people. People who have been in church who haven't, and all of a sudden, it was like, oh man, this isn't just church anymore. Jesus has saved us. He's here, and he's alive. Let's celebrate God. So cool, so cool. So that was a, that was Tuesday night that we got to be a part of. That was really fun. So the reason I want to share those testimonies is just for you to be encouraged that Jesus is alive, and other people are loving Jesus, too, in our city, part of our extended family here in Antioch, God's doing amazing, amazing things. And like, it's not based on people's gifts or anything. It's just Jesus. We just talk about Jesus and he does Jesus types of things. And, uh, you know, I, again, I don't know what your background is on some of the like, you know, that girl was shaking or people dancing. Like, is that the only way you can worship God? No, it's not what I'm saying at all. But I remember in college when we and all of our friends were starting to really experience God for the first time in our lives, we'd sit around talking after kind of crazy nights. We were like, what was that? <laughs> that was wild. And we would be like, why? You know, why did people fall down? Why were people doing whatever they were doing, laughing, crying, shaking, all these sorts of things. And one of our friends one time, she goes, she goes, I don't know, but I guess God's just really big and we're just people. I was like, that's good enough for me. That actually makes a whole lot of sense. So, you know, when God touches people, he's got a really big finger. He's gentle, but we're tiny, you know? So that's kind of my whole theology on weird things that happen. Like, well, it's God, I guess. I don't know. So that was some testimonies from what happened in the week. And um, I want to give you now two kind of takeaways for us and that I want to give to you that were significant for us. One thing that we were talking about coming home was, one. you know, what are the big takeaways from the week? And one of them was this so simple, that your testimony is powerful. Your testimony is powerful. I just, it was really significant for me to share both those things because all I did really was talk about what Jesus had done in my life. And nothing to do with me. It was just the second I started talking about just Jesus having enough grace to save my life out of a pit, he's like, I'm there. I want to do it for everybody, you know? And so I don't know what you think about your story. Like if some people would even look at my story and be like, oh, that's radical. Some people look at it and be like, that's not like what's the big deal? So I don't know what you feel like about yours, you know. Some people are like, Oh, I got radically saved, quote unquote, whatever that means. Like, Jesus saved you by grace. That's radical. Period. Like we all have sin and fall short of the glory of God, but the gift of God is eternal life. Do we need to get more radical than this, right? So, one thing I want to encourage you with is that your testimony is powerful. We never graduate from this. The radical, outrageous, scandalous story that in the middle of your sin, while you're an enemy of God, He died on a cross for you, raised from the grave to fill you with the Spirit so that He could be your Father. Amazing. And last week, we talked about the story of Legion, the the guy who had all the demons and how at the end of the story, he said, Jesus, let me come with you. And he said, no, just go tell everybody about how Jesus, about how the Lord had mercy on you. Like the guy got sent out, flipped 10 cities upside down with the gospel with only his testimony. He didn't even have a Bible. So. You don't need to get more qualified for anything that God's calling you to do in your life. This week, no matter what situation you step into, if all you do is just find a way to work in your story a little bit of like, uh, yeah, I was having a bad day one time, but Jesus is really good. That is the testimony of heaven. And he can do anything in those moments. He is just, he loves being like welcomed into a room like that. You know what I'm saying? So your testimony is so powerful. So no matter where you are, what you're doing, be encouraged that if you have your testimony you got everything you need. God's going to use you and do something amazing in your life. Amen? Awesome. The, um, the second takeaway that we had is that our church, this church right here, is so awesome. It's so awesome. We got to be with some of our best friends and churches we've been a part of. We love all of that, but really all that taught us was like, gosh, we love this church. This is so awesome, and all of you are so amazing, and so we were like, what are some things we love about our church, and I don't have enough time to go through the whole list because there's like 40 things we came up with off the top of our head, but if we're just going to go really quick with some awesome things about this church. may want to talk about how cool we are? Yeah. All of us? This is awesome. Okay, so like we don't have a youth group, but we have some teenagers, and they don't care that we don't have a youth group, quote-unquote, so like James Rush, is she here? Oh, Anyways, wherever she is, James Rush. She's in uh, middle school, seventh grade, eighth grade, eighth grade. And so her church doesn't have a youth group, but she doesn't care because she's a youth group. And so she like leads Bible study at her school with her friends. So awesome. There's some other guys, uh, Charlie McGuckin and Matthew Soika. They don't have a youth group here at this church, but when like I was hanging out with Matthew a few weeks ago, and he was like, "Yeah, we did a sleepover last night with some friends." And, and I was like, what are your friends like? He's telling me that they're awesome. He's like, yeah, we like, we're praying together before we went to bed and stuff like that. I was like, what? That is not what I was doing with my friends when I was 13 at a sleepover. Like, come on. Ridiculous. And they're like doing Bible studies together, all this kind of stuff. And then uh, the, um, uh, uh, Josh Meek, of just a little while ago, he came up to, uh, I think Heather, after she preached one time, and was just like, something clicked in me while you were speaking. And it's like, of course God's doing something in your life. Who cares? He doesn't care that you're a teenager and there's no youth group. God's doing amazing things in people's lives. It's so cool. And I think that's awesome. So there's that. Um, okay, here's another fun story. I don't have all the details of this story exactly, but I know I'm close enough to make it true, right? So um, a few months ago, the, I think the Hafners, they like came back from vacation one night or something like 2 a.m. and there was like, they found busted pipes leaking in their house and their heaters were out. So it was like negative 10, you know, like that's a bad situation, 2 a.m. with the kids. So that stinks. So they make a phone call to another family in church. I don't know how they answered the phone, but I guess they did, (laughs) which that's a miracle right there. I'm not answering the phone at 2 a.m., by the way. So he, they call his family at 2 a.m. The family's like, 2 a.m., you know, yes, bring, come over, bring your kids and your suitcases. You can stay at our house for like as long as you need to to get this straightened out. So they didn't sleep in the freezing cold that night, which is awesome. A yeah. couple weeks later, Adam is pulling up the life group, and as he pulls into the driveway, his transmission blows. And he just, that, you know how like something happens that just sends you over the edge? You're like, I was doing good, but now this really sucks. Anybody ever, okay, like that was the last thing, come on. So he walks into life group totally just like, I already got all this stuff at my house, now the car, and somebody else in life group just threw him a pair of keys. It was like, hey, we've got an extra car right now, just take it for however long you need it. Don't worry about it, go home. (laughs) Sounds like Acts chapter two to me. Another thing, it seems like every week, if you ever talk to Sam and Sarah Best about what's God doing in the kids over there, watch out. My goodness, there's stories every week of like, yeah, they were like praying over each other or this kid was just like waiting on God during his week and God told him this amazing thing and just <laughs> ridiculous. It's outrageous. So that's really, really cool. Um, we're going quick so I can fit as many in as possible. Let's see here. I love this church because it's full of people who spend time with Jesus regularly. Crazy. So many people, like so many of you are, are, are doing it or are, are taking these next steps. Like how do I spend time with Jesus every day and, and not just have like church experience, but how do I cultivate history with God? Yeah. Two very different things, yeah. two very different things. And that matters so much because everybody's individually, they're meeting with Jesus and getting to know him, they're getting strengthened. And then we get to come together in moments like this. And it's like, we all have the strength we got from our personal walk, but then we also get to take from everybody else's that they're getting too. You know, it's just so cool to show up here and feel so strong. Because I don't always feel strong. Anybody else? Yeah. But it's amazing to walk into a room and be like, man, we're not here playing games. Like, Jesus is alive and these people know him. And, and, and if you're not there, that's great. Jump on the train. Like, that's the cool thing about this is it's not like some exclusive thing where it's like, if you don't do this, you don't fit in. It really is like a, it's like a momentum train. It's like, if you'll just kind of get in the flow, like, you'll get dragged along And all of a sudden, you're going to realize, like, hey, I'm doing things I didn't used to do. I know Jesus like I didn't used to know him. Come on, somebody. It's just good. It's just good. So that's why everybody's welcome. Like, we're going to go so hard after Jesus that it has this undertow effect. And it just sucks people in. (laughs) It doesn't kick anybody out. Amen? Amen. It doesn't kick anybody out. Jesus was was perfect. And everybody wanted to be around him. We don't need to be relevant by compromising. Holiness is as relevant as it can get. And that's why you're some of the coolest people in the whole world, because you know Jesus, and everybody needs Jesus. Um, let's see here. Oh, somebody told me a few weeks ago that they got a call, somebody in our church got a call from somebody else in church, just randomly out of the blue, and the guy on the phone was like, hey, uh, I've been driving a lot for work, and I've just been praying and worshiping in my car ride, which, yeah, not normal. Yeah. Just been praying and worshiping in my car I've been praying for you, and wanted to feel, I wanted to share something I felt like God's saying for you guys. You know, it's like what, Wednesday morning, like nothing special about Wednesday morning, but it's so cool. I love that. I love that about our church. Um, oh, a few weeks ago, we were at Life Group and and we had worshiped just like, you know, we do in Life Group and that was pretty normal for Life Group. And then um, if you're in Life Group, we know that pretty much every week after we worship, we end up praying for like at least a couple minutes about something, you know, God, what are you saying? Or whatever, and so that week, we had been worshiping, and uh, to go into prayer time, it was like, eh, I don't know, I just, I feel like God, we, and in our life group, we have a handful of grad students, so it was like, hey, let's pray for our grad students, um, so they kind of got in the middle, There's was like four people, and we prayed for them, we didn't pray for them individually or anything, it was just, you know, we're just praying for people. After life group, one of the girls who we prayed for was pretty new to life group, been in church her whole life, but she was like, I never want to leave this, this is amazing, like, I think it's amazing too, but like, why, you know? She's like, I can't remember ever being prayed for in my life. I was like, it was three minutes. You were one of four, but like radical, you know? Just the normal everyday stuff that you're doing to follow Jesus is changing people's worlds. Okay, I think that's cool. Let's see here, I gotta, I gotta move along here. Mm, I love being around people whose default is to say yes to Jesus, even when they don't understand That's all of you guys. I love that we're a people that perseveres and doesn't lose faith in Jesus and doesn't lose faith in people and what God's called them to. Uh, We're going through this stuff with the free right now, but if you've been around our church for the last year and a half since we got started, just to be honest, we've had our handful of ridiculous things happen and really hard, crazy stuff in people's lives. Just real life things. And time after time, everybody just holds each other up. It's like, I don't know how, but we're getting through this, and Jesus is amazing. Um, I love that we're building out this building next door that's way too big for us, but we're all all into it. We're like, yeah, God said it. Let's do it. Why? Not sure, but let's do it. It's gonna be awesome. Is it gonna be awesome? Yes, I'm so excited. I think kind of on that, I love the childlike faith that this church has. Like, if Jesus says something, y'all believe it. That's where we start, and I love that, and I love that there's people, we, I'm like, I'm even hearing stories from other church leaders and stuff in town that interact with you guys or hear about different things happening at this church, and they're like, I need to be around you guys. Y'all have faith. I'm like, man, that's amazing that we have faith, and I love that, and that's why this church is awesome. Amen? Isn't that awesome? Cool, cool, cool. So the last thing I want to share uh, is something else that's very significant that happened for all of us. You can come on up, and we're going to see if we get a worship song in. Um, You know what? Don't worry about it. I'm going to share, and I'll pray for everybody. (laughs) I knew this was going to go one of two ways, and this is going to go this way. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, Emily Langibardos. Okay, so... This, so that all happened this week, some takeaways, testimonies, all that kind of stuff. That was in Heather and I's life. But something happened this week that is incredibly significant for all of us that I, that I want to talk about and make sure that we, that we don't skip over. Um, because I don't just want to look back at where we've come from and look even right now where we are. I want to be the people that are always looking forward. What does this mean for where God's taking us? And what is, what is God going to do next? Not because we're not satisfied, but because we are satisfied. I have a friend, he said, in the kingdom of God, the fruit of satisfied hunger is more hunger. It's like, ah, it's a great way to say that. So even in all that God has done, the best is yet to come. Exclamation point, exclamation point. I believe it with everything in me. It's not positive self-talk. It's the gospel. God's on the move. It's awesome. So something happened this last week that's really important for us, and I want to talk about it. And so this Just bear with me on this, because I think it's a big deal. And and some of this, I don't even understand all of it, but I think it's significant. So I want us to at least just kind of receive it with open hands and open hearts. So on Wednesday, Billy Graham died. He's 99 years old. He's been, he was in public ministry, like very public ministry in our country for almost 70 years. Uh, He was born like right around the Great Depression, came through World War II, Stood against racial inequality in the 60s, made it through the hippie Jesus, you know, the Jesus movement that we've talked about before. He advised like every president since like the 50s or something. Like everyone. It's amazing. Helped our country through things like Vietnam, Gulf War, 9 11, Iraq. Hello. Like, crazy crazy, crazy, crazy. And in the midst of all that, he wasn't just alive for all of that. (laughs) He wasn't just present, you know? Like so few have done, his, his life, his integrity, his character, his faith, his ministry made it through all of that and grew all along the way. Like he was the real deal, the real deal. He wasn't perfect, but he was incredible, absolutely an incredible man. And this over the last few days since since Wednesday, there's so much talk, uh, rightfully so, about how amazing he was. And uh, so you know, we all, like we want to honor that life, you know, and, and Heather and I were just talking yesterday, even like what a gift that man was to our nation, because like, no matter what was no matter what's gone on in the last 70 years, there's always been Billy Graham, like not just there, but like in the nation's mind there's always been like a, a presence of the gospel because Billy Graham's there. You, do you know what I'm saying? Um, so it's just such a, such a gift. And so he needs to be honored. And, and I want to honor his life. And, and, and I've been wondering, you know, like what does it even look like to, to honor a life like that? And I feel like God's been growing this conviction in me and that, there's the re- that this is actually really significant. And it's actually something that has been spoken within the body of Christ in our nation for the better part of 10, 10 plus 15 years, really. That when Billy Graham died, it was gonna be a significant moment for the church in our nation. And when a guy like Billy Graham gets raised up, I mean, he preached to like 215 million people or something. I mean, okay, crazy town. But in the kingdom, God raises up pioneers. He doesn't raise up celebrities. And th- all through your Bible, Noah, Moses, David, all these people was like, man, they're the guy. But that was never so they could be a celebrity. It was always because they were called to be pioneers. And we celebrate celebrities because they do stuff that most people can't do. But the reason pioneers are significant is because they open up something for everyone. This is why Jesus is the ultimate pioneer. He came and did what nobody else could do so that we could all follow in his footsteps. Yeah. And what I want us to, as a church, in this moment, this morning, as we look forward, as we celebrate what God's done, I think it matters that Billy Graham has died. Yeah. And what's amazing about him is that like, there's really nothing to be sad about. <laughs> You're like, praise God, he gets to just be with yeah. Jesus. Yeah. He's probably so happy, you know? And he did it, like he just something about that life. You're like, yeah. what is there to mourn? You know, not, I mean, obviously, you know what I'm saying, but like, I'm not his family, you know, but you know what I'm saying. So in this time in our nation, I mean, every news agency is covering it and talking about him in a positive light, which there's nothing else that is like that in our nation right now. I mean, absolutely incredible. So there's this moment right now that, um, oh. Is the title? Has that been up there the whole time? (laughs) Nice. Um, There's this moment about what does it look like to honor his life? And what I want to challenge us with as, as a church and as believers in this nation is that we cannot rightfully honor this man's life if we don't pick up his legacy. He's a kingdom pioneer, which means when he dies, it's not the end of something. It's the multiplication of something. Billy Graham had his ministry. God gave him the mantle and the platform that he gave him, not because he wanted to show that Billy Graham was great, because, but he, wants to, he wanted to show the church who she is. And if you know anything about Billy Graham, if you saw anything this week, he was, he, for decades he's been called America's pastor, right? Right? He's been called America's pastor, and it was, it was time he lived his ministry, and he lived his life, and he gave his life in a time where America needed a pastor through so many different things. But now that America's pastor has died, I believe it's time for America's church. It's time for America's church to pick up the mantle for each one of us individually, for each one of us local churches, to not say, oh, wow, remember back when when is God going to raise up the next Billy Graham? We are. Not even the next Billy Graham. We're the church. Pastors lead churches, right? The purpose of Billy Graham's life was not to make himself great. It was to make others great, to show us who we are called to be and what we are called to do and what is possible. And I believe that if we will be a church here in Indianapolis as a city, as a local church, as individuals, as the body of Christ in this nation, that there's an opportunity in this season to not look back and say, oh no, like we lost Billy Graham. yeah, we lost our compass. We lost our anchor. It's time for all of us to pick that up and say, okay, it's all of us now. What does it look like to have tens of millions of people pick up the mantle of walking with Jesus, owning our nation, and saying we want to see the gospel of Jesus lived out in our everyday life. It's time. It's time for America's church. And Billy Graham led some amazing revivals. He still holds the attendance record from 1956, I think, of the Los Angeles Coliseum. That's a long record. He did this revival thing with 135,000 people or something. It's amazing. But what I want to tell you this morning is that we haven't seen anything yet. I believe this is what heaven wants to proclaim over our nation in this day. As Billy Graham dies, I think what heaven says is we haven't seen anything yet. These are the days of revival. These are the days of revival. We're going to see it happen. Is it going to look like Colosseum's filled? Yeah, probably. But just like Beth going to India, it's like, I can't do that tomorrow. Whatever, you know, but we can step into darkness and be light and own it, and say, God, I wish Billy, I wish you would send a Billy Graham, and he looks at you and says, but I sent you, and that's enough. These are the days of revival, my friends. It is the right time to be alive in the United States of America, in Indianapolis, Indiana, loving Jesus, and believing for miracles in the kingdom of God. It's time to push the boundary further. We do not rightfully honor Billy Graham until we take it farther than he took it. I want to do that. I just found myself yesterday. Like, this hasn't happened in a long time. I mean, I'm on the ground weeping my eyes out. Not because I was sad or anything, but it was like the joyful weight of what is possible now. I feel like this is a, it's a key unlocking something for our nation, for the church in this time. And we're the ones. We're the ones that get to carry it. So I want you to stand up and pray for us as we close. Should put your hands out in front of you. Just say, "God, give this to me." Jesus, we love you. We thank you for everything that you've done in our lives. Everything that you're doing in our lives, and Lord, we thank you for where you're taking us. I thank you that it's not—it's not about us. That you are going to do great things for you. That's how sure it is. That's how sure your promises are. Of course, you're going to do everything you've spoken. It's all for you, anyways. So we believe God, and we thank you for the United States of America. We thank you for our nation right now. We thank you for Billy Graham and the life that he led and the, the, the path that he blazed. God, I pray that as believers, we would, you would teach us, Holy Spirit, how to walk in those footsteps and take it further than ever. Pray that you teach us how to be, quote, the, the Billy Graham to our coworkers and our kids and our waitresses and waiters. Teach us to pray, teach us to believe, teach us to preach the gospel of the kingdom and make others great. And God, we just stand here in your presence right now and say, we believe we believe. So in our hands, Lord, put, put the mantle in our hands. Put the mantle in our hands, Lord. We're younger than Billy Graham. We've got fresher legs. We can do this. We'll take it. All together, we can take it, and we can take it further. So fill us, Holy Spirit, with power and with faith to believe and to love people. Teach us to believe. And so, God, I ask that as we get sent out this week, it'd be a week of belief that anything can happen. Anything's possible. And we are the ones that get to be a part of it. We love you, Holy Spirit. And we speak to the church in our city. Wake up! Now is the time. Wake up! We speak to our city, our, our nation. Wake up! Wake up! Now is the time. Now is the time. We believe in Jesus' name. Everybody who believed, it shouted, "Amen! Amen! 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 Amen!" amen. amen. Come-